Girl High, a podcast for the creative and innovative women of color in Boston. I'm your host, Sheena. And I'm Nakia. Thank you so much for listening. So, girl. Hey. How's every little thing? <laughs> but, you know, we see each other. So, we see each other often. So, it's not like we haven't seen each other since the last time we recorded. This is true. We saw each other like two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were um, We had to. We were attending a wedding where the women had to wear white. Men had to wear black, and Nakia was so supportive in my journey finding the shoes that complemented my dress the best. And then there was also, because I know, like, because finding something that's, like, pure white is challenging. That is tough. It really is. Because there's so many people and so many events that everyone's looking for something that's white. Yes. So it's, like, the good things are taken. So, like, even with me finding my dress, I found it at, like, Forever Twenty One kind of store. Just form fitting hugging dress. It was yes. amazing, and I threw that thing right in the recycle bin <laughs> really? afterwards you really because got rid of it. for what it was worth, I paid like twenty three dollars for it, but it wasn't Sick. quality. And then I had the hole. I had to learn how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I appreciate like just having you to kind of run through this with because I'm like I found mine in the vintage store fortunately but I'm like holding it up to the light I'm looking at it in my bathroom light my kitchen light mm-hmm. I'm like this is white right this is this is gonna be fine and Nikia at one point called like when you were like I remember when you were shopping for the dress and you weren't sure and you were like you know what we are just gonna have to be our best self in this <laughs> off-white like egg color yes we tried yeah but I, we I, did it we 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 fed it we finagled we it we freaked it uniform and it was a great time it was a beautiful wedding it was it was so gorgeous yeah so I was happy to be able to spend that time with you so what's been going on in your world like since we last recorded yeah, so since we last recorded, I've been like on and off editing um, my book. So my book of poetry, which should be coming out soon. I don't have a date. I need to have a date because I feel like whenever I don't put myself on a deadline or I don't visually see like, okay, this is when you're going to release this thing or finish this project, it just never gets done. Mm-hmm. But I've traveled a little bit. I went to LA for a work conference, LA for the first time, and I'll definitely go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really weird in Cali because I've been to San Francisco, but not LA. So I just didn't understand like the culture there. Like everyone drives. I don't have my license. Mm. I'm walking down the street. There's no one on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not ideal for like Yeah, and LA is huge. Like I spent the weekend at Venice Beach before our, the conference. And then I stayed in downtown LA, but it took like an hour to get there. But it was really cool. Laid back, love the energy, but I'm like, I'm such an East Coast girl. But how have you been? I've been good. I've been volunteering at Pilgrim Church on Saturdays, which they're always looking for volunteers if anyone, you know, has like a free Saturday morning or early afternoon. Pilgrim Church is located at 549 Columbia Road. It's across from the Strand Theater. People driving by might see like a flea market happening in like adjacent parking lot like every Saturday. So they have like the flea market and then they also have a community lunch that happens at noon, 11 or noon. So I'll have to get back about that. I'm pretty sure it's noon. I've also like delved into and got more interested in like writing and developing a script because mm. um, I was working with a friend on a project pertaining to just that, like basically bringing her script um, to life. We got to like, we got to shoot in like the vineyard 
close to about a week. So that was like a really fun, challenging, but very fun experience overall. Because it's so funny, like, you know, just like the beginning to end aspect of like having this idea, this concept, putting it on paper and then like, you know, bringing it to life. So I've been looking at, I've been kind of going back and looking at things that um, from college I was really inspired by. So like Michelle Gondry, who did uh, Be Kind Rewind, and he did Eternal Sunshine. Um, and that was just, you know, at Mass R04, like not one single, like, you know, crunchy member of the student body hadn't seen that movie. So I felt like I had to see it after all the hype died down. It was this really amazingly like surreal piece. Um, I also liked the series called Flight of the Concords. Um, and it was like these two musicians. I kind of feel like they're like the New Zealand version of like Tenacious D. Mm. So I was like going back the other day and watching their shows and just kind of, you know, soaking in things that like inspire me in my day to day. Um, listening to more music, trying to do the, trying to really take in and adapt the self-care thing, doing the yoga and, but you know, something I feel like yoga is something that you're like, you can, you feel like you can improvise certain moves. Right, right. And I definitely, like, you know, had a couple of, like, slip-ups. I pulled something that I shouldn't have. And even though, like, you know, your 30s isn't old by any stretch, um, you definitely can't sprint across the street in the shoes that don't support, support your arches properly like you could nope. before. So when I'm crossing the street trying to make this, like, walk signal before the light turns, you know, what starts as, like, a nice uplifting and upbeat sprint it ends with like this little like sad limp <laughs> at the end um i was very excited to see power back on i'm really into mm. power um more than i should be um i gotta try to get into that you were telling me earlier just like seeing the memes and stuff the like memes that and make the memes me wanna, so the memes good. make me want to watch it and also, like, Lala Anthony, mm-hmm. who is going through her own things, you know, personally in her um, life. But mm-hmm. I heard that she, I don't know if her acting is, you know, good or anything, but they're talking about her whole nude scene. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I want to see Lala, like, in action. Like, see how she's acting or not. Because, I mean, if you have to do a sex scene, you really got to, like, put your yeah your your whole... Self into that. You got to be your best self in that. New, right. In that Especially sex if you're scene. on a huge network like that. So. Absolutely. And she did an interview on the Breakfast Club, and she, you know, just made it clear once and for all, like for people saying, like, why is she doing that? She doesn't have to do that. Right. Or and she's I, a mom. Which yeah. I feel like that's her work. Like, and it's acting. It's not like it a porno or anything like that's her life yeah you know and her body and her choices Mm -hmm. um you know she made it clear that you know if it calls for the character to do as such and you're trying to bring life to this character and you're taking your craft seriously then you know do what you got to do and i do believe that everyone on the cast of the show signs like a nudity clause um i think everybody's been naked pretty much like Mm -hmm. at this point um, and so, yeah, it's just like something that comes with the territory, but it's like, you know, well, we don't ask for this body. And if it calls that we show this body for the character, then so be it. It's never a thing where it's like, you know, oh, she doesn't have to do that you right, know, for right, whatever right. reasons or elements. So I'm glad that she was able to clear that, you know, clear that up and, you know, clear the air about that. Mm-hmm. That made me think earlier about like, um, cause like Lala always, 
presents herself as so like professional and sweet and stuff like that, but you know that she is not, nor has she ever been, you know, the bull crap and all of mm-hmm. that. I remember she was hosting the the Flavor of Love 2 reunion. And I think like one of the girls, like when New York came on the stage, like one of the girls in the audience like threw something, meant to throw something at New York and it like grazed Lala's head. And she just like turned around, checked the mess out of the girl, and was just like, "Listen, I've been nothing nice to you. You're not gonna be throwing stuff at me. It's gonna be a problem." Right. And like, she was like, "So New York, like, went right back to." Mm-hmm. She's very professional. So much so, yeah, and been in the industry for so long. Looks amazing, all that good stuff. She's like the prime example of whenever you, you know, if you're separated from your partner, or going through a divorce or something like that, and you know, like the whole stereotype about women sobbing and crying, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like letting their self go downhill and mm-hmm. on the couch with that tub of ice cream. Ice cream right? It's such and a she's cliche. Like, it's such, and I just hate that. Yeah. And every time I see her, like post, I don't follow her, but sometimes like her her feed just grows right. on my screen on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yes, like talk about being your best self. Lala is living her best life, mm-hmm. and like. I feel like she's doing it for her, but also sometimes you want to be a little yeah, like celebrate <laughs> show him your... what he's missing exactly. and like don't mess up or I respect, look what you did. I respected the fact that when she, I don't know if it was like her first red carpet appearance after um, like the news of like the separation, mm-hmm. um, divorce, uh, whichever, but she was sure to be photographed. She had a ring on every finger, but her like wedding ring finger. What and I was statement. just like respect Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that there's just so much like societal pressure about like you know being and staying in a relationship like yeah it didn't really I don't know if it was implying that it was like the catalyst for his depression but he but like the narrator or whoever was like you know narrating it was um saying you know in the in the town that he grew up you just did not get divorced that just was not a thing you just didn't do it you know you Mm -hmm, just braved mm -hmm. through it and I think that his parents were like one of the few if not only parents in that small town that actually got a divorce and were got around and they kind of were like the shame or embarrassment of that community and it also reminded me of Lil Rel Howery from uh, the Carmichael show and he was in Get Out um, in the 444 special uh, 444 he was he he made some like comment about like how like women in your mind if they broken up with you like they done <laughs> like we be done but you don't know it's done <laughs> right and he's just like you know why wait till I get all my stuff together to yeah, then like break yeah, up with exactly. me and it's like well because you know anybody got it's time not about for that you. it's about are we here in the present together in a relationship and both want to work on it so right yeah it's just like you relationships are hard enough when you are with the person that you're supposed to be with but it's like Mm -hmm. what if you're not with the person that you're supposed to be with um and speaking on that special as well like I did get to look at it and it was great to see these men who are you know very like obviously very like recognizable characters like really showing their uh vulnerability Mm -hmm. I like seeing Mm -hmm. that and Um, you hear about them and the you know on the blogs and, you know, on TMZ, you hear about their, you know, supposed infidelity, whether or not it's true. I believe it's true. Like Chris Rock <laughs> you believe did in step out. I, I believe <laughs> all of it. Okay. Like Chris Rock, Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, I know, right? but, um, but you hear about these things and even like the whole Jesse Williams and. And I loved his piece as well, yeah. because I 
I think it's so easy to put this story that, yeah, that this other person came along and that he abandoned Mm -hmm. his wife and child. And it's like, we don't have to believe that. And um, I loved his statement on, you know, just this person that I loved and was devoted to for 13 years. I threw that away because my coworker was cute. You know, like really pinpointing like the ridiculousness of that. But uh, yeah, I think that it was great. People were calling it like, you know, Jay-Z's Lemonade, like his own. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so of course, what followed was Beyonce's Lemonade cover with like Jay-Z's face, like super impulsive. I think you might have sent that to me. Mm -hmm. You might have sent me that picture. When he's in like that fur. (laughs) Yeah, when he's like in the fur (laughs) shawl That was the best. Thank you. So good. Internet for that. Thank you, That was amazing. (laughs) That was so good. Um, But it is refreshing to know and understand that, you know, for them um, who have to, like, you know, brave this face for, like, the general public, Mm -hmm. that it's terrifying, that it's, like, scared, um, Mm -hmm. that they're scared. Yeah, we don't think about, I don't, yeah, I don't think that we give enough thought about what men are feeling, how they're feeling it, and how they're processing it. Because mm-hmm. I think that maybe for women, it only looks like one way, one way. If you hurt, just say you hurt, you know? Yeah. Just, why can't yeah. you just say mm-hmm. that? So that was really great to see. If you guys get a chance to listen to, if you have title, check out the footnotes of Jay-Z's um, new album. And he, it's a it's a short video. It's like 11, 12 minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like it goes by fast because it's like, you're like, oh my God, Jesse Williams. Oh my God. You're Michael in it. You're like, Meek Mill, what's he doing yeah, again? Like, 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 what? He ain't got no, he never been married. Like, oh, that threw me yeah. off. Yeah, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, boy, bye. Did he even have a chair? Like, it looked like he was just like kind of sitting on top of something. Like, he I came late. I don't and he was, know. Like, I guess Jay Z wants to sprinkle that in for the right. guy. Like, I understand Kendrick Lamar. Like, that was relevant. But right, right. That was like, Meek and You know, for me, like, you know what I'm saying? You know. He had, <laughs> like, to, he had to bring, bring you know, bring <laughs> Meek there for the hood. But. I, I, yeah, I totally get it, you know. I, I totally respected that. And, it was, and it's great that Jay being the figure that he is. He can pull these guys in, no question, and they're with it because of all of the, you know, amazing things that he's done throughout the course of his career and is continuing to do. And you'll sit down and listen. I I feel like society doesn't even give men the space to be vulnerable or to even like hear, well, this is why I stepped out on my relationship or why, you know, it was hard for us to be distant and away from each other. Um, or we just get wrapped up in our careers, like whatever the case is, we never hear men's side. Mm -hmm. And I feel like men as like black women are men. I've never heard them speak in this manner. Like I wish it was a longer film, but I I feel like the 12 minutes did the trick. And I was like, wow, like it made you think about, I mean, that's like real adult things that happen. Like all relationships are not perfect. And sometimes we... From the outside, we look at a couple and we're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And um, I'll kind of like segue into Girls Trip. I saw the movie last night. I've yet to see it. And oh my God, guys, if you have a chance to see Girls Trip with Jada Pinkett and Queen Latifah, um, it is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those films, like, if it was back in the day, I would want to get the DVD. Mm -hmm. Like, I laughed so hard. And it's like takes place in New Orleans, like a group of girlfriends go to Essence Fest. And if you haven't gone to Essence Fest, 
you would want to go. Mm. Um, oh, they go to Essence they Fest. They go to Essence Fest. They oh, go away. Wow. You know, they're like, um, the main character played by Regina Hall is like a writer. Queen Latifah is like a journalist, blogger. Um, and they're like successful black women. One woman is, you know, she recently was divorced. And I won't spoil, give you a spoiler, but the main character is just going through things in her personal life. And she's kind of like that cookie cutter. Like, yeah, she has it all. But, you know things unfold in the movie and that it's just about girlfriends like really your your true friends are your mirrors um and you gotta you can't you can't fake the funk with them like no. it's always they they always know what's really going on in your life or know that something's wrong but it was like a real solid film and i would say support the black women it's For amazing sure. there's not like a white savior in it or anything like the, the characters hold their own. And also what I appreciated about that film was both Jada Pinkett and Queen Latifah was in the film. Like Regina Hall, she's done her share of films, but the comedian, the new comedian, what is her name again? Tiffany Haddish in the film. Um, she's new to the screen, mm -hmm. at least for like a, a lot of people. And for Jada and Lati Queen Latifah being who they are, I don't know if they purposely took a back seat, but they weren't like the main... Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't like how they could be like in it. Like, I feel like they were equally. It was it. I feel like it was it was Tiffany's movie, honestly, wow. although she wasn't the main character. But I, I'm like, wow, this is really it was empowering to see that. Yeah, because she seemed like the only like I haven't seen it yet. I definitely want to. Um, but she seemed like the kind of like the gut buster, like the hilarious, like, yes, you know, yes. like rattle your cage and mm -hmm. kind of get you out of your shell. And I remember seeing either in the previous trailer, I can't remember which, Jada and Queen Latifah's character, like, there's some girls who are sitting, like, you know, those, like, bikes that you can, like, you can hop, like, a bike ride downtown, and mm -hmm, it's, like, this mm -hmm. bike, this carriage attached to a bike. They're sitting in the back, and she's sitting on top. She's sitting on the guy's lap that's, like, um, like pedaling the bike, mm -hmm. and I just thought that was so funny. And it's, like, I think that, you know, I'm all about just seeing black women presented in just lights that are outside from the standard of, you know, it's not this downtrodden, you know, um, narrative. And you need the downtrodden stories right. because we be going through some, some shit. Um, right, or oh, that angry black woman. Right. It's, it, it, it's not, for me, it wasn't stereotypical. Like, this is what a black woman's life is. Oh, she can't support her man. Or she's just too independent. Yeah. And, you know, the husband is being overshadowed. It wasn't any of... That, it was like, this is what's real. This is like what really happens to people. Yeah. Um, it's real and, stuff. And I loved it. And Jada, she she can act. She's a wonderful actress. But for me, I feel like this role was different for her because mm -hmm. she played the opposite because she can play kinda, that, empower, that, that empowering, that empowering, outgoing. Right? She's super reserved and conservative in this movie. So mm -hmm. I feel like that was new for, because she usually plays those edgy characters, but yeah, it was yeah. nice to see her exercise her acting skills in I, that manner. So. I definitely need to see it. Uh, I can't remember what it was like because does it delve into like any of their like personal romantic relationships it does mm -hmm. it does the main character is what it's like she's it focuses on like everything that goes on in its room mm -hmm. so i'm definitely gonna make sure that i check that out go see girls trip For it sure. is a must see go with your girls like my friend and i went i'm happy that we decided to go and actually it was sold out I wow. went to the AMC Theater in Somerville, which is really cozy. Like, mm. 
these this this um group the, of the friends next to us. Row? Exactly. Um. They brought like a bottle of wine in the theater. They had their blankets. I'm like, y'all done this before. <laughs> My friend and I are like, we're so doing that. They had their glasses like it was so comfortable. It was you, so comfy. You can just I mean, bring that going. in. What's your what's your big purse? You know we have big purses. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it was a good time. It was a great film. Like I'll, I'll I'll watch any like genre of film like you know so long as it's good and like mm-hmm. the plot's good. But I like I like documentaries of any kind and subject matter. And then I like my gut busting hilarious like comedy. You will so you will be on the floor. Like I literally <laughs> was out of my seat. Like uh, it's so funny. It's oh. so it's like. I love it. And, you know, I, I, I like seeing us in, like, just goofy contexts and yeah, just, like, it's like rolling. It's and... like you're really with your girls. And you can relate to them because, you know, like, culturally, like, Queen Latifah was behind it. And she's mm-hmm. a sister. So mm-hmm. it's like, it was it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely check that out for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Queen Latifah, I'm like, what's becoming of this Living Single reunion? What? What's happening? I don't know. She said in an interview that they were, like, talking about it mm-hmm. and everything was, like, in the works um, and that everybody was in on it. So I'm just, like, I need to I need to see that because, you know, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, like, that's basically, like, my muse. Right. There's been a couple, like, like comedy specials as well, like, mm-hmm. I got into. Like, it doesn't... he His name might not really resonate as, like, being hilarious or mm-hmm, even make that mm-hmm. association... But Norm MacDonald, who at least I knew to start from, like, Saturday Night Live in, like, the early mid-90s. You would know that. Yeah. I'm, like, trying to picture his face in my head. And I'm, like, uh, he has dry humor. Super dry. I think I think you should definitely watch it. I think you and your boo would, like, appreciate it. <laughs> but he's just talking about just, like, everyday gripes and, mm, you know, what mm-hmm, grinds his mm-hmm. gears and stuff like that. But, like, I kind of took a chance with it because I'd never seen his stand-up. Um, and I was crying by the end of it. Like, I was, like, in hysterics. I thought it was so funny. That's how I felt about, I can't think of his name right now, but it's the Indian comedian. Aziz Ansari? Yes. No, yes. no, 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 not Aziz. He doesn't, ha- not the Master of None guy. Mm. Not him. It's another Indian actor. There are, there are a few out there. <laughs> There's a few of them out there for um, But yeah, and it. Uh, a movie just, or a it's, show? It's a Netflix special. And it's his, like, whole set, and it, it's hilarious. And he, you know, taught the theme's kind of like race, race relations in America, mm-hmm. and just, like, what it was like for him being a person of color in America, but he's Indian. Was it at Madison Square Garden? Garden? No, it was actually in his hometown. I think he's from San Francisco, or I don't know, yeah. he's from somewhere in Cali, but... You know, really I, I, can see the, I can see the poster in my head. And he's a cutie, head. too. He's a cute, he's a cute one. He's tall. It's definitely not Aziz then. No, it's not. Um, Who I love him. Master of None. I, I watched the entire season just... Had you seen, just, it, bef- had you seen it before? Yeah, like I'm into that. I love his humor. Out? His humor is so good. It's um, so funny. Like, I feel like not everyone can watch that show and appreciate no, it. No, I have friends who I mean, who I just like, laugh like... I, lo- I love it, like, the... I love his humor. The, yeah, I, I... And I love the relationship between him and Eric Wareheim, um... I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. like, on the show, but, mm-hmm. like, the the tall white dude. And there's a, there's a formula to, like, when you cast friends or when you cast backup dancers that they're your same height and, you know, that they compliment you. Oh, yeah. But I like that it's, like, this, like, 
short Indian dude, this tall white dude, mm-hmm. this like, you know, she's not as tall as the white dude, but, um, you know, it's this black woman that you find out later that they're like childhood friends. And I know. I just love all of like the, the pieces of it yeah, that the made this. Yeah, the complexities of... I, I love how they're doing that in television now. Like, right, they just like even with Scandal, and mm-hmm. it's okay to show that characters are flawed, which I love. Like, it's yeah. not going to be cookie cutter. What Master of None did that I really appreciated was that it showed like you know a platonic relation, like platonic relationships between men and women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's like an episode that's like towards the end of the second season, and it's like. There's also this feeling or understanding of like, okay, if you're going to sleep over at a guy's house and he's your friend, don't expect him to not make a move on you or like make a pass at you. And um, I was watching it with someone and he was just itching the entire time because like the girl had a boyfriend Mm. and, you know, it was this blizzard. She slept over. Oh, yeah. That was my I I like that. Um, I think that was one of my favorite episodes. And um, the Thanksgiving episode was my favorite. I oh my god, it was um, so good. Yeah, I love their friendship too. I I then like Lena's awesome. When they were yep, Lena's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was like singing. There's a scene where he's like singing Brown Sugar. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that was probably him as a teenager. I like, believe it. It's, this I is totally you. believe this is it. Not made up. Come on, like growing up in New York, like I feel like that definitely comes with the territory. That was a great episode. Um, is it Kim Whitley? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Who played the aunt? Yeah, Kim Whitley and Angela Bassett, like that seeing was them. Amazing. Hey, seeing Erica Mena, I think I thought she did a really great mm-hmm. job. Like she was so funny. Um, I kind of I feel like I liked the first season a little better because it was like a continuous yeah, story. Yeah, this, this season it was real quick. Yeah, it's got its advantages and disadvantages where they like you know unleash this entire season. Now I gotta wait. It's like another two years. Right? Yeah, seriously. because I remember when he announced <laughs> he when when the first season ended and he said, um, "Oh, coming!" And he he said that the second season was gonna start at the top of 2017, mm. and he said it when the first season ended, which was probably like mid 2015. And everyone was like, "That is so long from now. Like that is gonna be forever from now." Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like you're waiting. You know what I mean? Like all this time, which kind of bites, but it's like you're able to like go back and look at things that you didn't notice before. So I did like the continuation better of like the first season. I still like the second season though. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize how drawn it is from his like stand up special. Right, right. I, I love how he incorporates his parents. Like I love that too. I, I love think his that's parents. so sweet. And I don't care that, you know, like there's there's like there's like there's these moments of like pauses, like when he's talking to his mom or he's talking to his dad. Um, they don't read this script. <laughs> they they say whatever they want like and and their their lines are very minimal but <laughs> it's so true to who they are like they're yeah. not actors yeah and that's what's just amazing about that's, it. Uh, come on I mean like if you can I get your that. if you can get your mother and a father your father a check who cares if they exactly. can act or not like we're not looking for them to be these like you know these Juilliard trained thespians right. like or anything of the sort. Their dialogue between each other is just so diced. Like It's very choppy. Yeah. Son, don't go through that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let what? me tell you, in my day, whoa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
cute. If I could cut my mom a check and like yeah, my yeah. family members, regardless of like their acting background, like whatever, Genius. and lack thereof, I would totally do it. In your next film, you you gotta try that. You gotta I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna cast all my non-acting ass people right. around me, definitely. <laughs> and like getting back to Issa again, that's what I feel like is so amazing about just her journey and her path because mm-hmm. it's like she's like broken records already. She has, yeah. And yeah. she makes me. She's really such an inspiration. Like, because she's been doing this for so long, like, with, like, Mm -hmm. YouTube, even, like, before YouTube in college, she would, you know, write and do, like, short films and Mm -hmm. things. So, just seeing her success really helps me, it motivates me to keep plugging away. Like, maybe a lot of people aren't seeing your work, you don't have as many, you know, followers, whatever, you're still building your audience or whatever the case. Um, But just keep creating, never stop. Because once it takes off... You have all this stuff from the archives that you've been working on for years. And as long as it's like evergreen and you keep it relevant, yeah. then you'll be able to use it. I feel like she's probably just recycling from the stuff that she has oh, already yeah. created. And yeah. I mean, everyone's like, oh, my God, the celebrity overnight. But she said it in one of her interviews, like, this was not an overnight success for me. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. So I love her success. She's out there looking fabulous. Wow, yeah, I can't gorgeous. wait until... I mean, she was gorgeous before, but it's just like, now she's like, man, she's, she's she has Hollywood her, now. Yeah, she has, um, she had like a block party for like the release of Insecure, and I think SZA performed, and um, I was looking at her like Instagram story, and mm-hmm. she's like dancing to like Conscience, and like she's playing like reggae, yeah. and I was like, good just if to you see don't get her. it... Like you're she supposed to. is arrived and she's not going anywhere. Your life. Um, I need to rip off the um, reality show Band-Aid because it's pretty bad. I keep up with, like, basketball-wise, uh-huh. the hip-hop franchises, like... But now that Jocelyn's supposedly, I don't believe it, but leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, I don't believe that either. I'm like, girl, please. And then, you know, it annoys me. <laughs> Let's get a little into the Ratchet TV. Let's please. So, all right. <clears throat> Why should she keep bringing up that five hundred dollars, that five hundred thousand dollar budget? Like, girl, <laughs> listen, my budget was five hundred. Why would you do that? Like, they gave it to you so that they would, because they knew people would watch it. It wasn't for you to be creative and all this type of. Right. She thought she had key sweat on there, like she was bringing up old R and B bands. <laughs> I'm just like, Jocelyn, just you know, just fall back. Like, and saying numbers, I feel is like messy. So just like you don't say the number, say you got a budget and that you moved through life with it. Budget I'm, or not, like I'm sure other people have gotten budgets in television before. Yeah, that's a part of the industry, and that doesn't make it quality TV. I'll Ratings you, and quality TV is not the same. It is not. It definitely isn't. Like, but monetarily, it's something. But you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I will say I respect the hell out of her climb. And the hell out of her journey. Yes. Um, because Homegirl was on the real, you know, she has she's like working. production credits. She has hosting credits. You know, she's building up. She's an international superstar. She's the Puerto Rican princess. She's the Puerto Rican princess <laughs> and do not come for her. Don't. Um, one. Yeah. So I, I definitely respect like, you know, her, her climb through all of that. Um, and coming from where she came from. I mean, I've said it before on our podcast. I'm always here for a girl from the hood having a come up. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm here for that. 
Amber yeah. Rose, Black China. China, I'm here for China. You know, like sorry, not sorry. The Puerto Rican princess. I'm all here for it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like that's a struggle what they've been through. And for you to actually make a career, whether or not you used a guy or because you dated someone got you to this, you know, this height, like Right. You know what? She's doing whatever on her own now. So Yeah, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not like, mad at it. Boston's a small city, but there's definitely like, you know, air there's certain like there's definitely like neighborhoods you haven't been to. Like you ever like drive around and you're like, Wow, this is actually a big city. There's actually like yeah. mad people mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to make it and to, you know, be in this like set place in your life. Of the millions of people it could have happened to, Cardi B is another one Cardi that I'm B, here for, I'm here for her too. at every stretch measure. Um, you know, uh, of the of the billions of people that could have that could have made it, and you did it, and you like rose above that. Um, mm-hmm. Keisha Dior is another one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, shout out to you, like you won. You know, which one is another one that I keep up with? I keep up with Basketball Wives a lot. Um, I was very confused when Jackie was mad about this Ponderosa. And then, like, I I looked up Ponderosa. Ponderosa is like a pine tree or something. I can't. I just was so just thrown off by her getting mad at the... What was the actress's name? Well, it's like they're acting. But BJ or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you, you went on a date. You went on a double date. Like, what did I have to do? I, was, I didn't know that that was such a... Right. Sacred and thing. Like, your man's been retired for like a decade <laughs> or three. Like, honey, I'm surprised he puts up with her. Shout out to Doug. Doug is a real MVP because Doug is a real he's one. like, I couldn't. She is all types of crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. That she like is they just have you on film lying. There's a whole archive. Right, there are seasons of you lying. Like, like, legit. I'm loyal. I'm this one's friend. I just can't even get more into Jackie. But she's just... That's her Trump, like, that's her Trump methodology, I suppose, I'm of like, just, like, mm-hmm. not taking any accountability, even if you have me on tape holding two forms right. of government identification, doing mess. She's running after BS. people. But my thing is, but you're not really trying to fight, though. Like, Right. You're trying to run up to the person that's standing in front of them and act like they're holding you back. Like, that's such a textbook, like kind of like comedy sketch thing to do that's not like a real that's not like a a real chick thing to do you know what i mean that was so messy and sad she's Um, too old for that who she has grown kids and grandkids like it's kind of yeah it's 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 pretty um out there but she getting her check so if you want to exploit yourself gone i am not mad at you Mm -mm. um and then love and hip-hop hollywood is coming back i think that's my I thought about it. And I was like, "Is it my favorite franchise?" No, of the- it's not my favorite. Hollywood's my favorite franchise because, really? like, yeah. that's with like I Ray think- J, right? Yeah, and I think that maybe it's because it's like, you know, it's a little bit more of a departure from like the other ones because, uh, with like New York and and um, Atlanta, it's like people who are like veterans of the game who are mm-hmm. still in the game and who's still in the business, um, and Hollywood, it's like kind of like just like this like young fresh. Um, you know, group of people, but still have like very, you know, healthy, strong, you know, um, like res- resumes like A1, mm-hmm. um, who's producing, um, and then uh, Lyrica, mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. written for Beyonce and a lot of other artists, Ray J, who, you know, I 
I'm always talking about Ray J being messy and stuff like that, right. but he's done his, he's on his job and he's does no his work. He's no longer Brandy's brother. the Scooty Bikes. Right. He's not just Brandy's brother, stepped out of the shadow. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to see where that's going. Like Tiara and, you know, like the whole story with her. Yeah. Um, where Princess and Ray J are with the marriage, like all of that good stuff. What's your favorite, fran- which, which one's your favorite franchise of the three? Of the hip hop? Mm-hmm. I would say probably New York. New York? I love New York. They're like so. New York is always like, whenever I see the trailers for New York, I'm like, okay, bringing it back to where it all started. Because and... I feel like New York, they have real fights on there. Oh. Like. Oh, yeah. They, I saw they the... really get into like beefs. Yeah. Like Atlanta yeah. is kind of like, I don't know. It's messy. But I would say for like the Real Housewives, I am here for Housewives of Potomac. I didn't get into Potomac. I love how bougie they are. You know? Maybe there's remnants of myself. Like, I just love it. That would be like your rich counterpart. That would be be... like a rich me without any, like, if I wasn't trying to, I don't know. But I feel like that would be, that would be my alter ego. One of the characters Mm -hmm. on Housewives of I love them. Actually, I, I went to a training out. the other day, and they're like, if you were, one of the questions was for the icebreaker, like, which reality show would you be? And I was like, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Nice, nice. Absolutely. Mm. And I'm interested to see where, I haven't watched any other than Atlanta. I'm really interested to see where Atlanta is going to go, because I was so... Phaedra just really, really let me down. I don't know. I mean, I feel like what they'll probably do is bring back Nini, so that people forget that whole Portia thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause you know that'll be her show again. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause you know she's very like the queen is back, and within like a week, I'm hearing about like R. Kelly and Usher, and it was like so all these sex scandals. <laughs> what? What in the hell? I don't know what's going on in the you know the like atmosphere. No one can really be surprised by R. Kelly because of his you know his track record. Right. Right. Um, and I think that like looking back when it became this like kind of like you know it became this joke to talk about like you know that infamous video mm-hmm. with the fourteen year old girl. But it's just like we're looking at a fourteen year old girl. Like that's. Yes. Crazy. Um, and to be, and having been like acquitted of that is just mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. like nonsense in itself. And there's journalists that have followed his career yeah, after yeah. that and have spoken with people. Those who stories have been heavy. I remember there was like a series on him. I don't know if it was a Chicago, maybe it was a Chicago reporter or something. And I was like, my, it was traumatizing for me to mm-hmm, read. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being sexually abused or even if, you know, you're young and that's what happens that's real like i've had friends growing up where in middle school they're dating a 21 year old man with his own apartment like Mm -hmm. and like having full fledged relationships having like sex at 14 years old but in the women they do they don't look like they're in middle school like Mm -hmm. they're having adult relationships Mm -hmm. and just the thought process or like the maturity of them like how sick that is of a man to know that you're picking up a girl from middle school and like having an adult relationship and we really don't like you know for whatever reason you know have or know of like um everyday 
spaces Mm -hmm. where kids as young as like three or four years old are learning about like sex education i remember there was a sexologist i can't remember the name her name who was on the breakfast club and she was saying like sex education should start from as early as preschool and it's not it doesn't have to talk about like reproduction but just Mm -hmm. like this is your body no one is to touch your body um you know like even this um this kind of like post that I saw where this guy's talking about teaching his son about consent from an early age when he, and he describes like picking him up from school and he goes to like hug his friend who's a girl and she doesn't want to hug and he went for her and her his father held him back was like she doesn't want to hug right now right so just like respect that especially you know? now because with the whole bullying thing like you cannot yeah. you have to be so careful kids can catch cases because of that because yes. someone you know just assume that they're being bullied or well i mean you can't assume that you're being bullied but accuses someone of bullying them yeah that's that's a serious thing so i don't um, know i i also feel like just like for me growing up that was like the thing like i always like guys that are older than me whether it's a year older two years older mm -hmm. i don't know what it was but i was always a mature like i you know grew breasts early I developed really really early like nine years old ten years old wow really yeah really really super young where I would just hide those things Mm -hmm. um I would hide these boobs but (laughs) now I'm like here I am um but yeah that was like mentally I was like far beyond my years but okay I'm in sixth grade I always had a crush on the ninth grader in high school yeah like I mean it wasn't like serious but it was from afar so also, I feel like some of these, and still, the man needs to be responsible. You know that you are 20 years old. You don't need to be dating a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. But also, some 14-year-olds are really about that life. Yeah. Like, they're really about, this is my boyfriend. I'm mature. He's different. Like, you know, that no, whole. he gets it. He gets yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. He takes care of me, buys me Jordans. Like, that is, like, fly girl. That whole culture. Like, But, in the, but the parents have an issue with it, like. The whole R. Kelly, the thing that I have is he's sick. He needs some he, um, help. He, I think, like came out and said that he was sexually abused as a child Not by an older surprising. woman. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising. But also, these women that are supposedly, you know, held at whatever house or houses that he's at, they want to be there. Right, so there's nothing that you can really do, you know, yeah. so if they have some sort of like Stockholm syndrome or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, on a more like extreme level, right. like it reminded me of like the Jonestown massacre, like a lot of their families and loved ones had this concern, but, um, you know, some of the family members were like, no, this is fine, you know, mm-hmm, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like mostly bothersome that so we, I don't think that people necessarily have to either either support his music and love him or completely hate and despise them. I think that it's just, there needs to be like, just like a general acceptance and understanding that, you know, people who do great things are also capable of doing really horrible things because it's like I people. I.E. Bill. <laughs> yeah, I, right? <laughs> like I was, I was talking to somebody about like, um, about Sir Cosby and of you know it, she wasn't the first person to say like oh well you know um he was getting ready to buy NBC and mm-hmm. and I um I remember being like I mean well he still did it but yeah 
regardless of whether he was getting ready to buy NBC, he definitely still did that. He right. said that he did it. He didn't deny it. You know what I mean? He made jokes about it. I mean, like, what else do you want? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There is a condemnation with black men that doesn't really exist as much with white men. And I understand that, um, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm justifying that because I look at like Polanski and Woody Allen and, they don't, you know, yeah, we don't have that past. Like mm-hmm. black men, men of color, they don't have that bounce back past. Mm-hmm. Like that's it for you. And, and for me, I take that like abuse of any kind, mental, sexual, like rape, all of it. I take that to heart. Like when Chris Brown and that whole Rihanna thing, when I saw those photos of her, mm-hmm. I can I could never like listen to run it the same again. Mm-hmm. And he has some hits, and I'm just like I can't even. Music is also you know spiritual yep. on some level, so yeah. I'm like I can't even bang with you like that. I'm not supporting you. I am someone that cannot separate the work from the artist when it comes right, to like. Right abuse of any sort especially abuse against women like yeah i just can't mm-mm. and then you're finding out of like the, the whole thing with carucci like mm-hmm. i don't know where that stands but um you know it seems like they've had a tumultuous relationship as well yeah, it's just weird for me it's just hard to like you know i'm 33 and like sometimes i have to check myself about calling people who are in their early mid-20s like kids mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for me i'm like they were kids, you know what I mean, when that whole situation happened. And I still think that he's, you know, this very, like, polarizing figure in terms of, like, his performance ability, his writing, his work ethic, you know, everything of the sort. But it's just, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, like people who do great things, mm-hmm, who do, mm-hmm. you know, mediocre things, like, are also capable of doing you know horrible things committing yeah. really horrible acts yeah but i'm not gonna um, support you like but i don't, you did, you. I, I don't <laughs> with you. god bless um but yeah i just not feel like yep. post all of those in, like those incidents i just all right i'm happy that you've overcome this i find that myself with when it's an opinion that's not shared because we mm-hmm. talked before we hit record. We were talking about um, I feel a way about Charlemagne, mm-hmm. and I'm like that with with what you say about like Chris Brown and like other figures. Like I'm like that with him. Like he says very profoundly disrespectful things to and about black women on his show, um, and. I go back and I listen to like certain interviews. Like I'm like Issa Rae's on it. I gotta listen to it. TLC's on it. I gotta listen to it. You know. Um, uh, I listened to the Umar Johnson interview as well, which was like, uh, well, I don't and really even like the rumors saying. with Umar, like I still, you know, mess with Umar. I think he's doing a lot for the community. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. like as far as uplifting like black boys, like I won't take away from what that entertainer, educator, who a prominent figure, what they have done. But however, however. You know, well, we'll take away. But yeah. I'm just like, even after those rumors about him and just some of the things that he has said about black women, I'm just like, mm. yeah. Or like, you know, my, my issue with Umar and you are you have. Yes, we're flawed. I'm flawed. But like his my thing is like he promotes black family, but he's not with the mother or mm-hmm. mothers of his children. Mm-hmm. Like we got to 
if we're going to speak and promote something, we have to actually live that Lead out. Lead by example. Lead by example. That's fine. Like, right. And and if you're you know if you're if your life is not reflective of that example, push a message. Right. Don't wear it. Right. Yeah. Because I think that the black family looks like a lot of things. I think that it looks mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're raised by your grandmother, your sister, if you're yeah, raised in a two parent true. household, like if you're raised by if you had two daddies, two moms, like uh, you know whatever the case. But I think that we you know, push for these, like, just very antiquated conventions when it comes mm -hmm, to, like, mm -hmm. um, family structures, but um, not everyone's born into, like, a close, inclusive family, mm -hmm, so I think mm -hmm. that what he should be advocating is, like, you know, giving your, just the the notion of, like, being an individual, an individual and armoring yourself with, like, these tools in order to you know, going back, like, you know, no one is to touch your body, like your body is yours, like, right, you know, right. speak up whenever you feel like something you or, or someone is being wronged, you know, like, because we can't, you know, be everywhere at one time. Um, he's another one who says some problematic stuff, and I'm like, Ugh, I can't. He said something about like interracial relationships and how he doesn't support that. And I was like, okay, that's another thing that I don't rock with you on, because I don't agree with that at all. But his opinion was basically that, okay, you know, as a as a black man, black woman, your partner, your life partner should be someone who understands exactly your struggle. Mm -hmm. And the only person to understand understand your struggle is somebody who is black. Right. But, or I think he's for, like, people, if you're a person of color, period. He, it seemed like he was, like, pushing, like, like black man, black woman right. specifically, because he also said, like, every other culture um, and you know, every other culture, nationality, whatever, says to stick with their own mm -hmm. race. But when we do it, you know, we're not being, we, you know, we're stereotyping, whatever the case may be. It's not a one-size-fit-all standard is what I'm just, which, what I'm trying to say. Right. So. Like, not every interracial union or marriage looks like the other, right. you know? And that's like, okay, that's your journey, but I just love black love and that doesn't mean that I'm not I'm like anti interracial relationships but I do feel or maybe this is just something that I don't know like I'm like misjudging but I feel like when I do like in the building I live in like there are a lot of black men that are dating you know white women mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um I feel like they kind of like I was in the elevator um, last week and it was like a black guy like real peppy dude like I feel like he was like forcing it like trying to like talk <laughs> slang and like oh, being all loud and his yeah. whoever his fiance wife whoever she was was just kind of looking at him I was looking at him like dude you know you ain't about that life yeah why yeah. you gotta like why are you trying to show up like why like, are you trying to you ain't even checking for black women I see clearly I, so I've met him before I get your Becky on ain't nobody think about you like you're making it uncomfortable for me yeah I'm gonna get off at another floor and just walk up the stairs <laughs> right I just, you are just like the stairs right you are just, just like, too, too much right too now too much like do you? Do you? Yeah, Anybody this, checking for you? Because if that's your cup of tea, then you wouldn't be my type fine. anyways. Right. Um, it's the same thing that goes with, like, when, you know, like, a black man says something that's, like, you know, culturally insensitive about black women. I'm, like, my, my understanding of it or, like, my opinion on it is that, like, that's the best possible thing 
that you could do for me because that tells me not to support you. That's right. where I won't support you, where you show hatred for, you know, women that look like the women in your family. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Trick Daddy, I think Trick Daddy, like, maybe it was, like, sometime, like, last year or something, and he was just like, oh, you you black and Spanish hoes need to catch up with these white hoes. Blah, blah, blah. They stunting on you. They're doing this. They're doing Why that. Why are you calling women hoes? Right, one. right. And I'm like... And I'm like, okay, why am I taking, you know, etiquette from you? Like, you're not the person to take etiquette from. And Issa Rae said the same thing. She was just like, I mean, it's trick daddy. Like, why am I going to? But even if it was Boris Kojo or whoever the, you know, 2017, like, quintessential black man Adonis, even if it was homeboy from Queen Sugar or Keith Stanfield, even though that would break my heart, absolutely. You know, the only person that sets the standard for your beauty is the person looking back at you with the mirror. And that's it. It would. Re- I would really, 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 really feel the way if Boris Kojo said something about you know like black women or whatever. Obviously, he wouldn't because his wife will check him at the door. Oh, dough. yeah, she would wait she's for him all at the types door of black, of and people have questioned her ethnicity, like, oh, you have green eyes and you have like curly hair or whatever. She's like, this is a weave. <laughs> you know what that is. And both of my parents are very well black. Like, mm-hmm. get over it. Yeah. This is what I don't my know what happened. Like. You know, things happened during the transatlantic um, slave trade, but my parents are black, so. Right, and having to, was there like an article or something, somebody like, someone having to explain to like their white coworker why they're so fair-skinned and, mm-hmm. um, you know, why their hair texture isn't. What was that? Um, there was like a lawsuit. Mm. And it was, like, all of, like, the black employees, it was, like, a collection of, like, all of, like, the racist things that their, like, white colleagues were saying to them. Like, one woman was asked if her three children were all fathered by the same man. Um, There was one white guy that said, like, why do black women, why do black people instead of mother and father say mother and father? Yeah, um, they touched on that in the movie um, Girls Trip. Really? Like, her agent is a white woman, and she'll try to, like, you. She's like, okay, have fun on your Black Girl Magic Weekend. <laughs> and she's like, don't say that. These are things you cannot say. Like, she would call her out immediately on those things. And It was a, it was a white person. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you're going to get turned up. <laughs> and she's like, you're it's You're going to get turned. your girl. Right, right, right. (laughs) And she would just straight check her, and it was just like, okay, I'm going to correct you, and we can absolutely move on from there. What about like the white people that think that they're slick? That you know they play it off like they're paraphrasing or like they're quoting something, and they say the n word. Like that bothers me just the same. I'm like, don't quote it and don't do none of that for me. You can't say the n word at all. I'm very uncomfortable whenever I am around. Someone that is not black. I mean, even for like, it took me some time to get used to, and I don't think I'm still comfortable with it, but like Latino using the N word, I just feel like that, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know? Because it's like, well, is it with the understanding that they're black and that they, you know, right? Because some do not identify, they look blacker than me and they don't identify with black or that you are Afro Latina. Like, okay, you are Puerto Rican, but you're clearly black. Yeah. You clearly have African in you. Um, but and I've some definitely... do not, they don't identify with it. And I feel like for you, you cannot, I just don't feel like it's appropriate for them to say. Like, unless you are black and you claim that you black, don't use that word. 
Yeah, I used to um, go to like, some of these breaking, like breakdancing events, like um, around Boston, like just like tabling and helping a friend. And yeah, like some of the like Hispanic dudes would say some of the most horrendous things mm-hmm. to like people who, you know, to like the black people that were there. So people would call me like, like I would get called like derogatory names or. Like, one, a couple people, like, because of my hair, would call me, like, Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill. And being called Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill is actually pretty... A compliment. Yeah. It's, I, I was like, well, I hope to, you know, sit at their table, so thank you for that. But, you know, you knew what the shade like, was. Like, Lauren Hill is not offensive. Yeah. Like, Whoopi is not offensive. Mm-hmm. She's the only person... She's not the only person. She's, like, one of the few people. She's got to be, like... I'm th- pretty sure she's the only black woman who's like in the EGOT club, who has like an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. So I'm not mad at that. She's, um, she likes her milk too. She does. And I'm, you know, I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Definitely. But yeah, I'm like profoundly disrespectful things, but there's also like people from that same community who acknowledge like that heritage. I feel like there's that more, you know, for the for lack of a better word, because it's being so bogged down and overused, but this wokeness that's happening mm-hmm. within, you know, respective communities. Um, so that's great to see and be, you know, that's great to see and to, like, be a part of as well. Because even I am, like, checking some of my own ignorances at the door, and I think that that just comes with learning and growing, and it's all exactly. good. I'm doing the cabbage patch. <laughs> to my she, learning and to my she is doing the <laughs> and to my evolving and all that good stuff. Well, great. On a cabbage patch note. On a cabbage patch note. <laughs> we're in talks of having like a few guests come that we're really excited about. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yes, we want to get back. You know, recording. You know, frequently or just be on a consistent schedule. But we are still figuring this whole mm-hmm. podcasting thing out, balancing our podcasts in life, career, you know, just adulting. Adulting is really... It's real. It's a kick in the pants. It is. Yeah. And I feel like just it's it can be a lot. But we're going we're gonna to push through. Definitely. We didn't even do anything for our baby's birthday. Like when February passed, I was like, I know, seriously. And I I really miss recording with you and I look forward to meeting more creative women um, and just forward movement with Girl High. Definitely. Yeah. And if anybody wants to send along any recommendations as well. Or wants to be a guest. That too. You know, feel free to um, hit our line and it's just uh, girlhighpodcast at gmail. Mm -hmm. all right till next time Nakia take care you all